I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window. Welcome to another episode of the Download Podcast Show. I am Darren Jenkins. And I'm Chris Saunders. And on today's... Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Santiago Ramones. this podcasting thing. He, yeah, he, he, you know, he's excited to get started like we are. Um, we're doing The Matrix today on the show. Santiago, thank you for su- su- suggesting that film. And I am going to read the the, uh, synopsis real quick. When a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker Neo to a forbidding underworld, he discovers the shocking truth. The life he knows in the elaborate deception is of the elaborate deception of an evil cyber intelligence. Who wrote this? It's terrible. (laughs) terrible. Um, Is the cyber intelligence really evil? Uh, Yeah, I don't know, right? I don't know. Everyone's trying their best. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Directors at the time were the Wachowski brothers, which end up being the Wachowski sisters. Um, Writers were also the brothers, stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, and Hugo Weaving, who um, was like the baddest of the bad bad guys man, for this movie. Um, yeah, can we go back to the directors? Because I was unaware of this whole transformation. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that. And I so, so when I read it, I didn't know if it was at the time they were they'd already done this or no, this was like, like, um, like maybe like midway between the movie coming out and now. So it was like whatever that was. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's was, news to me. I was just go with Wachowskis. So whatever yeah. point in time. <laughs> What I'm talking about. It's the Wachowskis. They're still the Wachowskis. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. I was just really interested. Both of them decided to do it, but um, hey, you know what? I don't really care. It's still a good movie. <laughs> are, they, are they are they twins, by the way? They are. Or are they just siblings? They're twins. Okay. I think they're twins, if I'm not mistaken. 
I would, but not, but not uh, identical. Right. Um, the other thing that I, while we're talking about, you know, just this preliminary stuff, um, <laughs> I came across IMDb trivia. Carrie Ann Moss twisted her ankle while shooting one of her scenes, but decided not to tell anyone until after filming. So they wouldn't recast her. So like, just before we get all, before we get into the whole movie, just keep that in mind for everything we talk about with her scenes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's commitment for you. <laughs> Word. I mean, all of them. I think uh, Keanu Reeves also had, uh, like, in the training process because they trained for like four months before filming. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves had uh, like some sort of like back in- injury, and so. He doesn't do a lot of kicks in the movie, uh, but like anytime you see a kick, just know that it's like a grueling process for him because he is, had a, a back is, injury. Is that why he looks so awkward throughout the whole film? <laughs> no, that's just Keanu Reeves. Okay, uh, so I, I, that's what I thought, but you know, it could have been the back. Um, and then I, you know, we're going to be talking about um, the soundtrack and everything, but I looked. I think the composers here were Don Davis and Graham Revel. I really like the composition in this film. Oh yeah, rewatching it. So we'll talk about that more in detail as we, you know, go from scene to scene. But yeah, I was digging that. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a. I watched like an analysis video on like the film score of The Matrix, mm. and it's really strange coming out of like Don Davis, who had done like these like really other cheesy like action flicks or drama things, and it's like, all right now do something like freaking amazing for the matrix and it's it's just kind of surprising that it came out of don davis what uh, what else did he do for some other films like turbulence 2 like a, an action movie about, like, an <laughs> enough airplane. enough said enough said right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so the budget uh, for this film was 63 million which they shot in what Australia, which like cut the budget in half apparently, right. and then the box office was four hundred and sixty-five point three million. So they, I, I don't even know the math on that. Six times their money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their money. So that's pretty. So. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I remember when I, this movie, when I first saw this movie, it was um, I was. I hadn't even I didn't even know what this movie was. I had never heard of it, didn't know it was out. I was off from work that day and I was like, all right, I'm in Union Square, I'll go to the movies. And it was the only thing playing. And I get in the theater and the lights go down and that first sequence comes up. And I was like, whoa, what's going what what's this? And, and from that point it was over. It was just yeah. over. Yeah, this this movie just like immediately brings you in like you're there um I, I can't even explain it just like there's so many great elements about it mm. um unfortunately keanu reeves acting isn't one of them but he's 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 good yeah. for this film hey man i'm i'm a huge fan of keanu reeves as you could <laughs> oh dear oh lord <laughs> is it, i'm sorry is that bill and ted is that a bill and ted yeah, yeah. That, okay <laughs> um uh, no but like Listen, he's clearly killed the game for decades. Um, I like a bunch of the movies he's in. Yeah. I just, you know, it, it, he just 
he's not a great actor. He's, <laughs> he's good, good at what he does. He's good at playing himself in the movies. <laughs> I really want to meet this dude in person because I first of all I hear he's a great dude, like I mean. Yeah, I hear nothing but good stuff for him. So you know, when I'm talking about his acting, I'm not talking I'm not calling him like a dick. I'm just saying. Right. Um but so I just love to meet him in person and see if like he this is exactly how he acts in real life. <laughs> this is his personality. Because it would, it would explain a lot, right? I mean, because this, I mean, aside from his, like you said, aside from his acting, I mean, uh, it just, it was, I don't, you know, this, there's a lot to unpack with this film. And it's even more to unpack when you watch it the way you watch it, like when we watch the watch a movie, like when we dissect it, because mm-hmm. even watching it today, like again this morning, I there were things I was like, oh, I didn't, oh, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I, I didn't have any of those moments, but that's fine. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, I had to restrict myself. I had to reserve myself from writing down every little thing and like, eh, I'll, I'll have trust in, the, in my co-host and my guest to mention this one. And like looking at the trivia, there's so much stuff. Like I, I don't need to talk about this. It's fine. Like, so we'll see if we get through everything, man. Well, I would, I'm going to posit that the opening sequence for this film is top 10 of opening sequences of all films all time because like the minute that music comes up if you've seen it you know what's coming it's almost it makes you feel almost like it's almost like that opening um that phil collins has for in the air tonight it's just like oh shit this is about (laughs) to happen and yeah i just i love that that first eight minutes man it's just so mm. I, I think um i'm not sure if this is actually true but this is when i started noticing like wb started to mess with their logo so like going to that green background and they started doing with a lot of films a lot of the um justice league films that were doing the same thing um was Bla- no i can't remember what blade what company um uh produced that one but like I think it was a similar effect, but yeah. So they go into that green background, and you hear them be like, like that. Yeah. That shit gets you like anxious and shit. Um, and the music comes in, and then you have like, I mean, it goes right into like this phone conversation, which already is like dropping some shit. Like, cipher, why, why are we, why are we gonna kill him? Why are we, yeah. we're gonna kill him? What, what are you talking about, man? So like, it gets you questioning shit right from the beginning and yep. sucks you in. It's the it's the style. It's so like stylistically distinct from anything else ever. And so the way that it just sucks you in, it's like, look, we're not just on just any other action movie. It's not just any other thing that we're doing here. Everything is perfectly in place. Right. And let's go on this ride together. <laughs> and and, and the, right out the box, they wanted to show you that this was going to be a different movie by showing Carrie and Moss up the fucking don't forget the don't forget the slow movie don't forget the slow motion uh karate kid kick (laughs) (laughs) where she right off exactly exactly yeah dude like right off the bat like that was like you have the short phone conversation, like now you're like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And then they just jump into the action, which is right. like 
dope. I mean, it's they did a really good job. I was watching this for 46 minutes, and that was including like stopping to write notes and like whatever, right. listen, like check out music. I felt like I'd watched like 15, 20 minutes. So it just it really flows. Yeah, and, and they they fool you up front because in the beginning they want you to they want you to think it's just any old terrorist FBI action movie where the FBI or after, you know, the bad guys and, and whatever. And then, you know, she's winding up walls. She's kicking chairs across the room. She's folding dudes up. And the guy, you know, just downstage is like, no, your men are already dead. I'm like, no detective, your men are already dead. Yeah. There's so many. I love him. That slow motion kick is yeah. like quoted, incited, and referenced in like everything yeah. ever. I mean, Shrek. In, they show it in Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then not, again, the, the, then the cinematography and the effects, right? Like you have yeah. this slow motion kick, but it's not just slow motion kick. It's like we circle around the person right. in the air. Pause. Yeah. I, it was revolutionary. The word for this is revolutionary, the, the way this film is shot. Like it's insane. Yeah, but this was, um, I mean, there's so many movies. I can't even count how many movies ripped off, you know, The Matrix since then. Oh, yeah. In, in such, in, whether it's the storyline, the, the costuming, the, the the cinematography, the special effects, you know, it's just like, you know, so that's the greatest homage you're going to ever get. Whenever so so what is the, the biggest travesty ever for an actor related to this movie wow that's a hard question there's there's a there's a very big there's actually a couple actors but um there's one in particular who rejected the role oh right yeah so will smith was will smith man originally neo (laughs) i love you will but bad call dude bad call and, and and on top of that, because he was filming what movie? Wild Wild West. You fail. So I had a question about because I found this in the trivia too. Um, not only that, and and Will Smith does say like he he didn't think he was a mature enough actor, and that Keanu did a great job. But then apparently Sandra Bullock was offered the Trinity role, turned it down. But uh, because Will Smith was in the film, maybe she thought Will Smith was in the film. Wow! Can you imagine that's the that's the reason why she she turns. Is, is there some drama that we don't know about? I don't know. But that, but again, it would have been a reunification of the speed the speed stars. Yeah, yeah. I I can't see it any other way though. Like no. I can't yeah. see Will Smith in there. I can't see Sandra Bullock in there. It just doesn't work in my head. <laughs> it would have been weird. Yeah. Will Smith isn't clueless enough to play this role. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that like say what you will about Keanu Reeves' acting, like, it is exactly right for this movie. Yeah. He kind of has to be this, like, whoa, everything's uh, new and different. I, and it's like, I, know, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the cheese is exactly right for it. And so right. I don't, I don't could have done no. that well enough. Well, that, that's our, that's our, uh, that's one of our questions for our guest, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, I also read, I read too much trivia before this thing. Um, in the okay. first 45 minutes of the film, Neo has 80 lines, 
44 of these lines are questions. Just over <laughs> half his total dialogue, everything at roughly one question per minute. Well, so, I mean, you just came out of whatever the fuck you just came out of. I think you'd have a lot of questions. I think you probably had some questions he didn't ask. Nah, if it was, but if it was Will, he'd be like, all right, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, right. I can jump. I, I, I can jump from one building to the other. No, no problem. That's cool. <laughs> no I got this. I got this. Well, I feel like Will Smith brings a certain character to everything. Like, yeah, he's a brilliant actor, but at the same time, it's like a lot of times you just get Will Smith. So, like mm. in Suicide Squad, they just hired Will Smith and just have him be good at shooting. And it's like, yeah, just just play Will Smith. But he was also a, a bad. He was also a bad guy, so that was a bit of a change. No, <laughs> it was it was very Will Smith. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, if Will, if Will Smith can go from West Philadelphia to Bel Air, he can go from the Matrix to the real world. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is, you should have chose Matrix over Wild Wild West because that was just straight garbage. Um, if we have any, if ever, anyone that disagrees with that comment, please let us know. Yes, please. Let us know. We we'll rip you to song, Wild Wild West. Yo, the song, the song is dope. Wild, Wild the song West. is dope. The song, the song is, is dope. better than yeah. But if they just made it a music video, it would have been better. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so they move on into this movie, and we, he. Okay, so early in this movie, we kind of. So there's a section of our podcast we call the "What the Fuck" moments. <laughs> I feel like early in this movie, there's one what the fuck moment that I kind of was just like, nah. I'm like, if Will Smith is in this movie, I guarantee he goes, I am not doing this at all. And I know you know which one I'm talking about. Well, when he tells him to go out in the side yeah. of the building, <laughs> there's a scaffolding. All right, peace, man. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> The Matrix <laughs> over in ten minutes. <laughs> but, then, but 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 then again, would he be he'd be a black lead character? Would he be going with the cops like that so easily? No. <laughs> no. What do we do? What do we do? You call up Black Lives Matter group and have them parked outside. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it's just so uh, like you know, just put yourself in that guy's place, right? You just got a phone by FedEx from some dude you ain't never met. And he's like, uh, yeah, I need, what I need you to do is go down the hall and uh, step outside on the window ledge. You you only 30 stories up. <laughs> yeah, like... That, but he's like tracking your every move, too. <laughs> yeah. Was he Facebook? <laughs> but like, I mean, that, yeah, that's one thing. It's just like, yeah, Mr. Anderson got a little too, like, a little farther than I would have. Like, I would have looked out the window and like maybe put my foot out and been like, mm, no. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. My first like, question was actually like, how is there an open window 30 stories up? Like, there's that too. Yeah. Maybe it's Wall Street. You know, they always had those guys. Right. I mean, like, how many, how many people are jumping out of this building because they hate their job? You know, <laughs> they're just like, oh, you can just open a window on the 30th floor. Yay. Well, you saw his boss, you know, so he, oh, didn't, my God. he didn't inspire anybody working there hard. Well, we, we have to talk about that part of the scene when he's yep. he, he's come, he comes in late and his, his boss is like deriding him and shit. You have the window washers cleaning yep. the window, like yep. making things clearer. So he's like starting his journey from 
you know, the matrix and being one of the, like a regular ass copper top like everybody else and then like moving into the real world so i thought that was really cool the boss speaks like the agents mm-hmm. um which is really cool and like talks about choices and like you can choose to come in on time or you can choose to find yourself another job so and choice is a big part of this whole right. series right so they really set the, the stage there now hold on we skipping over a little bit here because we that's just your fault you, you want you want yeah, to uh... no, no, I just because of what the fuck moment I just had to have but but to start this whole road damn thing is him at home at his domicile um asleep and gets his little gets gets the message over the internet which or whatever it is he's on and I, you know there was a lot to unpack in that scene as well. I don't know if you got the chance to check out that book that he took out and put the money into. Simulation mm-hmm. and Simulacra. Yeah. Oh, that's because that. Yeah, they, the, the directors made them all the cast read that shit before the. I. Before the I picked it up a couple of years ago and read some of it. It was, it's a little heavy to read, but it is basically, like I feel like. The movie was based on this book. I'm pretty sure that the these brothers read this book and said this would be an interesting concept for a movie. And the whole thing is that extreme skepticism maintaining that nothing in the world has real existence. That's yeah. Uh, I also feel like the. Uh, so like I, I always kind of relate to the the directors themselves, how uh, the Wachowskis were like these weirdos. They dressed super weird even before they were uh, trans, they like already outcast. And so to kind of have this idea of like the world that we're living in is a simulation, the world that we're living in is is an amalgamation of simulacra and all this sort of stuff. And if you right. like can question the premise and you can like break out of this sort of thing. And so not only is the whole movie kind of using that philosophy in it, it's also kind of for them and the people like them. Obviously there's a whole lot of like black leather and weirdos that he goes to that like strange club in the beginning and everyone's wearing like piercings and leather and stuff like that. And so it's like, this is sort of an emancipation for the weirdos. And it's like you being weird and you being an outcast is a good thing in the world. And so like questioning the simulations around us is a good thing. And that's like one of the heaviest things to get from it. And, and, uh, I've I've tried it. I've tried to break free, and uh, I guess I'm not an outcast. I'm an incast. I tried jumping out my window, and I, you know, you didn't have. Well, you're already making music, so you're already like struggling pretty hard as it is. So <laughs> I have to send you the phone by FedEx tomorrow. Um, so, you're, so you're Morpheus in this situation? I guess so. I don't know. By the way, Morpheus, the the god of dreams, the Greek god of dreams. Yep. So he's awakening people from their dream, technically speaking, which is a cool, cool parallel. Um, mm. My boy Orpheus, Orpheus, not Morpheus, always like anytime you tell someone his name, they're like, "Wait, what? What Morpheus? Morpheus?" He's like, "No, Dude. I'm I'm the god of music, not the god of dreams." <laughs> <laughs> 
well, I was looking at some of the Wachowski brothers films and this is some of the stuff they've done. They obviously did the, the other Matrix movies, Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending, V for Vendetta. So they obviously have like oh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah. They they have a a thing for like these futuristic landscapes that are against the the norm, you know. So speaking of which, V for Vendetta. Another one. Dope movie. Yeah. yeah. And again, Hugo Weaving. The comic book, the comic book was written by Alan Moore, who did oh, Watchmen. Yeah. Yep. It's like quite possibly the best comic book ever written. Yep. So like yeah, the Wachowskis are really great for beef and for vendetta. I also want to say that Jupiter Ascending, if either of you have seen that, it is so horrendously bad. It's I'm honestly good. kind of amazed that the Wachowskis could in the same lifetime make the Matrix and then go on to make Jupiter Ascending. Like yeah. I don't know how that train of thought happened. But at, at the same time, at the end of the movie, whenever it's like, uh, oh, you're the one and I love you, so you can't die. I was like, oh, they don't know how to write for women. That, that makes sense. Possibly, yeah. Um, so, listen, as good as this film is, not all the writing is great. All right. There's some cheesy writing. There's some cheesy, yeah. oh, there's cheesy acting. There's some cheesy acting. There's some bad acting. So, you know. Take that into account before we give this a 10 today. Um, <laughs> Which I might still give a 10 anyways. Okay. Well, I might question you then. But um, And then the scene the scene with Neo uh, and Agent Smith face-to-face for the first time in, the, in the, that white room, the interrogation room. Guys, yeah. oh, man. Like, I mean, we really get to see uh, Agent Smith, the, the main Agent Smith. Like, his movements are so calculated. Like, you know, we'll be willing to slides the file over wipe the slate clean like and his i mean i just love the his um whatever he chose whatever accent or like yeah. <laughs> the way he speaks is awesome yeah I like, love what... his um face when he's like describing there are two you know you have two persons here mm-hmm. and he's like he grimaces a bit yeah I love that. It's just like like this disdain form, you know. <laughs> but again, like the, I talk about this all the time in our podcast, like the subtlety of acting, not the you know I love Al Pacino, but not the yelling at the top of your fucking lungs or like these these extreme emotional oh, yeah. states. Just like Hoo-ah! like no, like those little subtle ticks that I've seen in like you see here with Hugo Weaving, I've seen with Sean Connery in a bunch of films, and like all the really good actors, you know. You know, that's what I really appreciate. Yeah, well, there was a lot in that in that scene. He, his face, it, it, his character in general was just like a lot of those moments throughout the movie. And it's weird. It's kind of weird in a way, and but also weird good because he's supposed to be a program. He's mm-hmm. a program that has all of these characteristics of just this awful person and all these different facial tics and gestures and uh, moments like the scene where he's, you know, his little diatribe to Morpheus talking about he needs to get out. I mean, that's just really, I mean, I, 
I didn't even know who he was before this movie. But after this movie, every movie I watch that he's in, I've not seen him do something I thought was terrible. I mean, Lord, Lord of the Rings, man. Hobbit. Lord of the Rings. That too. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, like... Weird. It is weird seeing him in Lord of the Rings. Like, I can't unsee. <laughs> so it's like, ah, uh, it's like Agent Smith with just weird long hair and elf ears. If, eventually, if you watch it long enough, you accept. You accept that he's Lord Elrond and not Agent Smith. Um, and But I just love the end of the scene. It's like, tell me, Mr. Anders, what is a what good is a phone call if you can't if you're una- unable to speak? And then like that, that's 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 some horror movie type shit that, that yeah. they throw in there too. Yeah, this is it, you know, it, yeah, that was a great moment. That's mm-hmm. really a good moment and probably Keanu Reeves' best acting. When he can't speak, um, I'm sorry, Keanu. I love you, but <laughs> damn, I gotta be real. <laughs> Come on, man. Up He's Mr. Wick, now you you put some you put some honor on his name now, <laughs> Mr. Wick. Oh man, oh man. But actually, I think he's good in those. I think he's very good in those. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we got and Neo meets Morpheus. Another like all these like everything like it's hard to just skip through this because all of these scenes are like awesome and iconic and like you can quote plenty of things from each scene. So, yep. Ooh, it's uh, Morpheus's flair for the dramatic when Morph- uh, when Neo comes in and like lightning and thunder go and he turns around from the window, <laughs> wearing sunglasses indoors during a thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing, I see nothing wrong with that. I don't know. It's fine. Um, the, 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 um, the, sungla- the glasses, the reflections, the shots from the glasses. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the red and the blue pills and, and yeah. Neo reaching from... Uh, I did, they do it a couple more times throughout the film, but like... Yeah. yeah 100%. Dope. The, the use of reflections as a metaphor with like the glasses and then as he looks into the glass whenever he gets like sucked in and all that sort of stuff of like how the reflection of the self and being like what you see in the matrix versus what you see in the real world is yeah masterful <laughs> there's just a lot of i mean that you know that was just it's such an iconic moment even the, the framing of the actual scene where you see them both sitting in these chairs opposite and in the middle is this clear glass of water just kind of there as kind of like this barrier between what's real and what's not. It's just like, this dude's crazy, man. And, and, and even even the, like just the simple direction of like in that scene, you have the side view and you know, Morpheus is reclined and like relaxed and like like this guru, and and you have the opposite with you know Neo on the edge of his seat, like very attentive and yeah. that, that that I think I don't think the actors did that. I think the directors were like, we need you to yeah. like have this relationship and this like, yeah. balance. And I, yeah, I just noticed small things. That that's something I noticed this time. I was like, oh shit, that's dope. And so when they go into the next room, the first person he meets is the dude cypher and you could see how he looked cypher oh shit you know and 
if you watch his mannerisms throughout, you get you start figuring out like something's up, but you're not sure exactly what it is. Like he's off. And Joe is like this. He's a seasoned actor, man. He he knows how to kind of like just give you just enough in that scene, not to let you reveal, but just to let you know that he's important to the storyline coming up. And just, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to talk a whole heap about him, but like even later on when like he's, I don't know, on watch or something in the Nebuchadnezzar and like Neo kind of sneaks up on him and he's like, Oh shit! And like you see him like nonchalantly kind of turn off all these switches and shit, and like and and look over his shoulder to see if anybody else is watching. Like, I mean, initially, like I think when I first watched this movie, I was like, "Yo, this guy is terrible." Um, but a lot of it is, I think, the particular scenes I'm thinking about. He was intentionally being a bad actor. Right. It's like, oh no, we're trapped. Like later on, I'm like, oh come yeah. on. But it was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Yeah. It took me a few times to watch it before I got that as well. I was just like. I get it. What, why is he being like this? Is oh, yeah. yeah. The first, the first indication that Cipher is a bad guy is that for some reason everyone is using Alice in Wonderland metaphors. Yeah, and Cipher is the first one that's like, oh, like strap in Dorothy because Kansas is going bye bye. Yeah, like I just imagine Morpheus looking at him like, hey man. We, 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 we talked about this shit. We're talking about this. Stay on point. What's going stop on? Being, stop being the Mad Hatter in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, and then, and then you know, obviously the whole process of him being tracked or found in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought... I just think of, like, I remember seeing this scene the first time and just thinking to myself, like, if you just found out, like, you just, you just, first of all, I give mad props to Keanu for doing the scene in, in because if someone says, all right, what we need you to do is lay in a tub of this goo <laughs> and you're going to stay in there until we, and then we're going to kill you to come up. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not doing that. Hmm. Can we do it where I'm already sitting up? <laughs> no. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that again, like, that's another scene. Like, this is a kind of second time we're talking about is like, uh, has like tints of horror in it. And yeah, very much throughout the film. So you think of this like probably like sci fi, but I feel like it definitely borrows. I mean, obviously, action yep. is in there. We have the horror element. Like, later on, like, when the, the later, um, the last fight scene. Yep. There's like Western elements that they throw in there too. So they just threw a bunch of things in there and like without making it seem disconnected. So again, another fucking amazing feat. Yeah. It was, um, that was, that was one of my favorite scenes. Just seeing all the plugs come unplugged and Mm -hmm. his realization as he's like, looks down and he looks around. He's like, what the fuck? And I, I can't, I can't say nothing about the acting there, because like if I came out of Tubba Goo with all this shit plugged into me, I'd probably look exactly the same way as Keanu. Like what? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I love how he's like, he goes like this, and then he, it just hits him to look around, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening? 
Like, but he's never used his eyes, so he couldn't really see through. Yeah, I was gonna say like how it was just for us. It's probably like really blurry and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was clear enough to know he wasn't in he wasn't in New York no more. That's for sure. Uh, so we, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. You know, I looked at a lot of trivia, so I got another one for you. It's not a question. Just so everybody knows, it's not a question. I just found some shit, and I'm gonna tell you about it right now. Um, so it looks like uh the Belinda McClory, um, switch role. Yep, was supposed to be like planned to be played by androgynous actors. Uh, in the real world, she'd be played by a male actor. In the Matrix, represented by a female form, which I think would have been so much more. Like Warner Brothers canceled it, so you know, right? Th- th- them and their great track record of fucking Justice League movies. <laughs> well, they, I think that would have been fucking dope. I think that would have been amazing. Like added so much more to the character. It would have made sense. Yeah. Well, because whenever, um, whenever Neo's in the program and Morpheus is showing him, like, oh yeah, like your hair in here, like this is what we call residual self-image. And yep. the fact that the Wachowskis, before being trans, were like, yeah, this is your perception of yourself mm-hmm. inside the right. Matrix. It's really brilliant to have a character that's like, you know, right. one gender in the real world, and one gender in the other one. Right. So Warner Brothers, thank you again for uh, at least the movie. They, at least they didn't ruin the fucking movie. The movie is amazing, but it would have made it much more interesting. You, you, you guys suck, Warner Brothers. You suck. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't think I, I, I I, that's that, that's actually. Yeah, I didn't hadn't even thought about that because these are. I mean, this is kind of like Avatar, right? In a lot of ways, where you go into the programming, you're somebody completely different. You don't necessarily have to be who you are. I mean, it's an avatar. You can be whoever your avatar happens to be, right? I mean, or, or Ready Player One, which... Ready Player One. That, so, so, I mean, these are both movies that came after The Matrix. Yeah. So, like, it's very... Probably it's, definitely inspired by The Matrix yeah. in some way. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Right. Um, so, I got a question. Um, when uh, Morpheus is explaining shit to Neo about mm what the matrix is and shit he says um that the machines modeled the matrix after the peak of human civilization in the 20th end of the 20th century how would we feel about that how do we feel about that now like we have auto auto like self-driving cars and shit like like a lot's happened since 1999 that's all i'm saying it depends what you imagine the peak to be i mean the the thing about maybe for them it was like oh yeah this is the peak we invented ai and then everything was downhill from there and so it's like yeah maybe that was the peak but like have we really like improved that much yeah we have like self-driving cars and shit but like cops still don't stop shooting people for no reason so i was about to say like the the, the peak of the peak of human civilization for some people was probably like 1824 right so (laughs) anyway yeah. All right, you 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 ruined my joke. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like you know the biblical references as well. I know we've noticed that throughout the film. Obviously, like, well, not even biblical. There's a Greek one with Morpheus, but like the Nebuchadnezzar yep. as the, the ship, um, Zion being like the promised land, and uh, you know they don't mention it, but like. Matrix is probably Babylon. Neo is like Jesus. So like, yeah. And and we see that later on. When they, <laughs> are we are we gonna go back and do Matrix two and three? Because oh, I think we kind of have to, right? 
okay. Well, we see some stuff later on in those films that kind yeah. of alludes to that stuff too. Whenever he meets with the Oracle, and she's like, "Yeah, you got the goods, but like, I think you're waiting for something. Maybe your next life." So it's like he has to die to be able to like become the one, which is, you know, the resurrection of Jesus and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. it's very maybe not in your face about it, but like you think about it for one second, it's like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> he got killed. I mean, he gets killed and he's resurrected. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's like, it's there. It's there if you want to look at it. So. And a, a really good, um, not even a, like maybe a plot device uh, to speed up the film is that he can just plug in a fucking disc, close his eyes and he knows I know Kung Fu. The whole training sequences, like, <laughs> we get through that real quick, whereas if we were in, like, a martial arts film, it'd be a good half an hour of the movie. Yeah, half hour, yeah. I, all I can say about that is, can somebody please invent that? Because let me tell you, I'd be in. in the well, they can't do that shit in real life, though, right? No. Right? Okay. I was, I, I was just wondering that just now, like... Well... Can they translate that? Because probably not. That's a good question. Like when they come to the like back into the real world, do they maintain that that information? I think they maintain the information, but not the memory, muscle memory, because they haven't used their muscles to do it. True. I I, well, we're getting kind of geeky with this this whole thing right now. So, (laughs) Uh, and then that that trans that goes into the Morpheus Neo fight scene, training fight scene. Another iconic, iconic scene. Yeah, the fact that they had the actors themselves doing all the scenes, like you could see their faces most of the time. Like this is them doing this fight choreography. It's like again, you know, Keanu Reeves looks very awkward. His movements look very awkward, and that, that's why I was asking about the back. But um, it, it could just be Keanu. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, even in John Wick, I mean, he's, he's got Was this his first martial arts film, like where he's fighting uh, like that? I've never. I don't think I remember seeing him ever do a fight scene prior to like like maybe in not martial arts, not martial arts. Yeah, yeah. So you know, listen, man, you did well. Um, it's just like stuff like the last scene where like I don't know they have a close up and they're fighting. He's fighting with Agent Smith, and all of a sudden he just stops and like like this big breath, and then and then they start fighting again. Like what? Why are you stopping, man? What's, what just happened? Like I feel like there was some kind of foot movement that we didn't see because it was zoomed in on their faces, and you know might have helped explain that whole situation. <laughs> some kind of tap dancing or some shuffling. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know that they have to jostle their feet to get the foothold. And anyway. Yeah. So anyway, he just seems very awkward, like just the way he like. Whereas you know, when that this particular scene, like they have the drums, like the fast drums, like doo, 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 and he's like doing his whole getting ready thing, and then you just have like Morpheus match, you're like doo, 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 like in his slow crane. Like I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm betting on Morpheus here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is that partially because he had never really done anything there and it was kind of what Morpheus was alluding to during a fight he's like don't think you're faster than I am know you're fast like it takes a while for you to figure out what exactly Morpheus is talking about but I mean if you think about it and I guess this is why it makes um, Neo Neo is that 
he's a human being inside of a comp- computer, he should be able to it's almost like being like a dream where if you believe you're not if you if you just convince yourself you're in the dream, you should be able to not be harmed. But if you subconsciously think you're in that dream, then there's a possibility that you could be hurt. So from from you know Neil's perspective, he wasn't used to understanding that really he can do anything he wants. He he literally could do anything he wants in the program. He's just no spoon. There's no spoon, which is still one of the dopest lines. Like again, plenty of like quotable shit in this movie, and and even in this particular scene, like you know. We don't 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 think you're faster than me. You know you're faster than me, right. and like you think that's air you're breathing now. Exactly. You know, there's just plenty of yeah. I, I love that little, like that little again subtlety, subtlety. Yeah. Um, but like you know, it was like a schoolyard fight. Um, when everyone's like Neo's fighting oh, yeah. Morpheus, and everyone runs oh, yeah. the thing. And like the music, the again the composition in that scene, um, when it really gets started up. Um, yeah. I, I can't say enough about this movie. I'm like trying to skip to my my quotes to see if I have one from that scene. Let's see. No, no, no. All right. Well, we'll get there later. There was one thing, uh, you know, when Keanu like uh, when Neo runs up the the post and like does the flip, he actually like he grabs the wires to do the the back. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and it happens again later whenever he like does the backflip out of the to get out of the way of the train. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can see like in the in the dojo, he, he kind of like has the open hand, which is a little bit more believable. Right. But in the backflip out of the train, it's like, oh no, he he like grabbed. <laughs> uh, oh man, you grabbed the wires. That's wow. fine. I, I don't blame. I don't. If they're all doing that shit by themselves, I whatever. Good, good shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from that scene, are you saying I can dodge bullets? I'm trying to say that when you're ready, you won't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see that later on, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah. Was- well, we see both. We see him dodge bullets, and then we see him stop. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, what else, man? We got the fight scene. What happened? I don't know. I've lost track of where we are now. Woman in the red dress scene. Uh, this is oh. man. I, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the music. Every scene I've written. Yeah. The music, the composition, like everything. There's a lot. I mean, there's. I think. I will tell you, uh, I, I think I will, before the show, this was one of my favorite movies. What I didn't tell you is when this movie came out, I saw it in the theaters 11 times. Because so, <laughs> I couldn't. Goodness gracious. I, there was just so much to take in. Like, I feel like this is just one of those movies. I don't care how many times you're going to watch it. You're going to take something new out of it each time. Well, this is the other thing Darren didn't tell you is that he's also a little slow. So, um, you know what? That, that, yeah, my bandwidth is kind of slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so I have a question. I have a question. And this time it's, it's an actual question because I'm not sure if this was intentional. Right. Um, 
just a another sub theme of this movie. I don't know if it's just this overall thing about the system, or because right now top of mind is you know police brutality and then like systematic racism and all this shit. But like you know, in this woman in the red dress scene, like Morpheus is like the Matrix is a system. That system is our enemy. These people are part of that system, which makes them our enemy. Um, the system that they will fight to protect. Right. You have to stay in it. Um, and it's just to me, just to because this is what's around us right now is like, you know, racism, systematic right. racism is, is here, is like, is, is a reality. Um, right. And there are certain people that will fight to keep it around. And so I was trying to, I was making that connection in my head. I just don't know if it's what the, the intention was. It is a bit like, so not only is it just like we're fighting to like preserve the system sort of actively, like the agents are like actively trying to preserve the system, but also the people that are in the system are still kind of subconsciously fighting to preserve the system. And, and even like whenever you're you're in an argument with someone and like someone makes a point and you're like, oh yeah, shit, I am wrong. But like you feel like a little dumb if you just go like, oh yeah, I was wrong. Okay. Cause like you just made a big fuss about it. And so you're mm-hmm. still gonna like keep fighting about it for a little bit. And so yeah. it's like even we're like trying to preserve the system even even if we don't like really think that we are well that situation is like that's like cypher like he now knows the truth and he's like nope yep i'm gonna go back back. yeah Mm -hmm. and let's keep going the way we've been going so but and again like you know this is made by direct written and directed by two you know white folks right i don't know if that was top of mind for them but this could also address just general the general system which like it's not just black people it's minorities it's trans gay lgbtq people like you know right so i don't know if that was part of the commentary here i think so i think i think i think it was and i think because i think and this goes back to the whole arch of the film it's is which is that you know there are things that are that are like that we're fighting against that you know we've just been brought into we just we just been born into it right you like you were born you were born this was the world as it was when you were born you, you didn't get a say in it, how it changed what and and so you just accept it because that's the way things have always been and it's it's kind of like these people who are currently like who, who stormed the Capitol? I mean, they're a perfect example. They are still fighting against us, like, because they think this is the system that they should be in. You know, this is the system that's always been there for them. When change comes, change is very hard for people to accept. Change is very hard for people. And so I think these two directors, in, try, in, in trying to understand their own sexuality, have said that they are i mean they understand that they i think they this is they, they may be white but i think they also understand that it's more than just color that's being you know part of the system it's religion it's social class it's all these different things so the, the matrix is 99 yeah nine, it could have came out this year and it would have been right on point 
Mm. Right on point. 22 years later. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get away from the series. Unless Santiago wants to chime in on the whole thing anyway. Oh, I mean, uh, there's one thing that I can relate at least is that like, so I was born in Venezuela and I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was six years old. And so that whole like being in a system sort of thing has been very apparent and clear in my life being undocumented for a majority of my life and being like trying to stay out of the like sights of the system and all that sort of stuff and uh point out the fact that i'm like i'm a little bit younger than you guys uh, <laughs> and so like the, I'm, I'm 23 what are you talking about and i'm only like <laughs> okay, 13 well. yeah. <laughs> uh, but i i came to the u.s in 2001 uh, but The Matrix was actually like one of the first movies I saw, which, you know, say what you will about my parents letting us watch uh, R-rated movies. But like <laughs> the I actually kind of like framed a little bit of the way that I speak English as a child listening to Keanu Reeves's voice in The Matrix. Mm. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the... The thing about it is that, like, that whole system and the style and everything about it has kind of seeped its way into, like, who I am. And so that, like, the way that the movie itself is sort of, like, question the system and question everything around you kind of was very present in my life growing up as an immigrant and sort of looking at the fact that, like, oh, the system itself is, like, actively trying to, like get rid of me because i grew up undocumented and so like it it it's very present in in that sense and so yeah i've kind of been fighting the system my whole life as well <laughs> i have a question how many how many people you think saw the matrix after the and then afterwards thought that they were in the matrix <laughs> In a non-zero number. <laughs> Thought they were in the matrix? Or... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the excuse I give whenever I'm late for work. I'm sorry, <laughs> matrix was glitchy this morning, you know. There was some, there was some deja vu, you know. Deja vu. Oh, I'm sorry, none of this me. is real anyways. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, nothing matters. Oh my god! Now we're getting like existential. Um, <laughs> um and then like uh, on the, so we'll talk about the oracle in a session uh, second. But like on the way to the oracle, I I I don't know if you guys got the same sense, but like you know when you're you know you arrive back at the airport from like a you know from a trip for like you know, two at least two weeks, and you come back and like you're happy to be home. Like you're in the taxi, the car on the way back to your house, and you're driving through. I felt like um, the scene where they're where he's uh, he's pretty much finally coming back to the Matrix, and he's gonna go see the Oracle, but they're driving through the city. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that place I used to good noodles." Like, yeah, that's my Keanu impression. <laughs> um, I just got that. I got that feeling. So I don't know if, if you got the same feeling. For yeah. me, it was like, "Wow!" Like again, great job, like filming and getting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that like you you used to live in New York. 
but you moved out 30 years ago and you haven't been back since. And then you the first time you're back and you, you land in your, and you're just driving your old neighborhood and you're just like, Oh yeah. I used to go to that dry cleaner right there. Or, or, or shit's closed down. And so, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, even, even my old hood, like I used to, I live in Union Square now, but like I used to live up on the Upper East and I, I don't go, I don't go there that much, but when I do, I'm like, Oh shit. I gotta, I gotta tell the person I'm with like, yeah, I grew up right over here, man. And you know, yeah. it's, it felt like the same feeling as that scene. It's, it's a funny thing though, because like for him, or I guess for the Matrix, nothing changed. It's the same right. noodle place. It's just that he's seeing it different right yeah. now. It's like, oh, that noodle place that I really love. I love eating those noodles. It's like, well, those noodles weren't even real. I never actually <laughs> ate those noodles. How uh, do the machines know how the noodles taste? Right. The whole yeah, conversation that mouse has. Conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, it is kind of like uh, there's this thing in um, the hero's journey, the monument sort of um, uh, Joseph Campbell uh, in that the hero's journey is sort of like leaving away from home and then coming back and seeing home for the first time. And so like, whenever you right. go away and come back changed, you're, even though you're back at the same place, you are seeing it truly for the first time. The first time. And maybe that, that was a little bit of a way of him being like, yeah, I did used to like eat there all the time. But now mm. he has this different perspective that he never actually ate those noodles. That must be crazy. Yeah. Be crazy, man. Can you imagine feeling that way? <laughs> but I mean, I completely understand because I'm I'm the hero of my own story. Oh gosh. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Darren is not the hero of his story. I'm the hero of Darren's story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm Thanos of every other person's story. Yeah. Um <laughs> So, so going to the Oracle, are we like halfway through the movie now? Um, the Oracle actually, for me, like she reminds me of my godmother. My godmother is just like a Dominican woman, lived, lived up in the Bronx. Like, I don't think I've ever seen her wear an apron, but you know, everything else, the way she spoke and right. visually very similar. Um, so I, I was like, I, I kind of have an affinity for that character. And then the, you know, the vase, like, don't worry about the vase. And he knocks it over and like, would you have still knocked it over if I hadn't told you about it? Like trying to fuck with his head and shit. Yeah. And like some good lines there too. Like, um, I can see why she likes you. Who? Not too bright though. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The delivery is great. Like she was perfect for that role again. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was great. And she reminds me of my grandmother, actually. I think there's, I think everyone sees her and, rem and gets something different out of her. Well, what's your what's your grandmother's name? Is might be my godmother. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, no. My godmother's too young for that. Oh, that was Bring back your mama jokes. Yeah, <laughs> mama jokes. That's a new podcast. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> mama jokes. <laughs> but we'll talk about everything except mama jokes. That'll be great. <laughs> people up. Yeah, that was a good. That was a great scene, and um, obviously important to the movie. But and uh, you know, I know when we do two and three, we'll talk about it. I did not care for the replacement because this unfortunate the the woman played this the actress that played this um, this role in the movie passed away a little short time after the movie came out. Actually, so. Um, um, she was perfect. Yeah, she was great. She had that like 
I don't even want to use sass. What what's the word I'm looking for? Like she had this je ne sais quoi. Um, yeah. yeah, she had it. Um, but speak. By the way, speaking of um, other uh, podcasts, we could do we can do the other two Matrix movies, and maybe even the they had that four part yeah animated yeah. thing. And and I have a name for it already. Do you, you know what it's called? Oh God, here we go. What? The download. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Roll credits. I got it. Thanks for being on. The show. I'm, I'm gonna leave. Well, I just because I have great ideas doesn't mean you have to shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> Every show. Anyway. Um. Okay, so you know she, he's left the the oracle, and um, he's told he's well. He thinks he's told he's not the one, but she didn't say that. That's not exactly what she said. She just said, "You sound like you're waiting for something, and um, it's going to be a shame that something happens to Morpheus. Without him, we're lost." <laughs> Have a cookie. Have a cookie and get out. <laughs> that's essentially what she said, right? Mm-hmm. So. Session's over. <laughs> Your hour's up. But um, also to and then the the little seed beforehand where he's talking to the kid with the mm-hmm. uh, yes, thing that, which is important really to the movie, cool. obviously. So mm-hmm. it, it help, definitely helps visualize because I don't think I was thinking about it that way until we got to that scene. Yeah, right. Like the reason you can do certain shit is because. It doesn't exist. Yeah, like you're not breathing. Is that air you're breathing? Like you're not breathing air. You're not your muscles. You're not. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. But I also was wondering. So how come he's not the one? Because he can bend spoons. (laughs) Yeah, there's a bunch of kids in there that started a lot younger. Probably fuck up Neo, man. Prophecies, whatever. They might, they might more like really, prophets right right they might be really talented kids but like they they just weren't chosen sorry kid <laughs> so you can't be anything you want to be when you grow up is that what you're saying no you, you have to you have to be part of a prophecy and be the chosen one okay so uh, no there's no hope for you great uh, that's a that's a good message good message matrix great job thanks um <laughs> uh, and then we have the I mean, amongst other things, we have the deja vu whole thing, explanation for why there's a glitch in the Matrix, but then that leads to the Morpheus Agent Smith fight scene. Yeah. Um, Short and sweet. How many people now, whenever they feel deja vu, go, oh, it's a glitch in the Matrix? Like everyone does now. Yeah. I love, I love whenever things use world building to kind of explain stuff in like the real world. And it's like, oh man, yeah. Whenever something like this happens, that's just because of, you know, a little phenomenon in the real world that you can use to explain in the thing is like, it makes it to where you can carry it with you everywhere else. Yeah, uh, it's not just like, oh, here's this fantasy that I watched for two hours and then like now I'm back to the real world. It's like, nope, you're still in. Yeah. <laughs> like a meteor shower is like your your neurons firing because something happened. Anyway. <laughs> Trying to make up my own shit. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a film writer, okay? Get out of my face. Um, <laughs> oh, that that in that fight scene with a when Agent Smith and Morpheus like meet for the first time, he's like, 
Morpheus, the great Morpheus, and you are Agent Smith. You all look the same to me. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I hit my headphones out of my ears. Um, yeah, that was a pretty awesome line. Yeah. And then you have like all of the SWAT team like go in and beat up a black man. That was that was awesome. Yeah. I was you know, say, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was like, that does not age well. All they had to do was go in there and put handcuffs on them. Yeah, that didn't. That's not what they did. Yeah, I mean, in in defense of Agent Smith, he just said take him. He didn't say beat his ass down. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Just the same. He, uh, he so all humans equally. <laughs> right. right. No discrimination. Um, I think just I just want to kind of talk about some of the music real quick because we've yeah. been in almost pure film right now. Um, so to this point, you know, we've heard a few songs. Dissolved Girl is um by Massive Attack is when Neo wakes up to the message on his computer. There's actually some lyrics in that. Oh, it was there and it was gone. Um, that are pertinent. Uh, it's like because it feels like I've been. Here before you are not my savior, but I still yep. don't go. Feels like something that I've done before. Yep. I could fake it, but I still want more. Um, I think that's you know that kind of speaks to a few different things in the film, like savior, like what's Neo supposed to be. Um, feels like it's some something I've done before. We talk about the deja vu, and maybe this also kind of goes later on in the film, in the other two films where we talk about Neo's role. Um, so yeah, I just thought that it spoke to it well. Um, other songs are just kind of there for, you know, energy, like the drag, yeah, uh, Dragula and Minefields are both the, the club scene with Trinity, mm-hmm. and they're just like, like kind of that kind of shit. Um, but there is a Minefields has a line: "I walk through Minefields, Mindfields, not Minefields. Watch your head rot." And I think that kind of is cool because, like, anyone that's in the Matrix, is, their minds are pretty much rotting, right? Mm. Um, and, then, yeah, and then they have like a, a perfect, a bunch of songs that are perfect for the scene, like um, "Leave Your Leave You Far Behind" by Lunatic Com. Just that's the uh, I can't remember what scene that is, but. Um, that fits in well, prime audio suit manifesto plays only quickly, but it's effective. You know, there's just um, a lot of songs like that. that are just, they're not, they, you know, they don't have the lyrics like that one. Um, there's another song later that has lyrics that I speak that speak to the movie, but everything else is, there's a lot of mood music too. Yeah. yeah. So, something to be said about the soundtrack, the soundtrack overall is that like, it really encompassed like, the underground electronic like breakbeat trip hop like scene from the time of like this isn't just cool music of the time this is like the cool music that like the weird people listen to and that that i feel like still it like drives forward that whole like we're the underground we're the weirdos we're the outcast here and and the rebellion revolution Mm -hmm. right as well yeah and so the the whole like you know grimy heavy music or like fast electronic stuff that was like cool to like a certain kind of person the certain kind of like wears a trench coat and sunglasses all the time but it's like the it really encompassed that like countercultural sort of thing especially at the 
in the 90s. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, they also have um, the closing credits. They got Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson song, who was like the, mm. the uh, and, and Rage Against the like, come on, <laughs> right? Um, oh, but they have two songs in the middle. I didn't notice them in the scene, but apparently it's with the Oracle. Um, more jazzy, no audio. Oh, sorry, minor swing by Django. Uh, not Ellington. It was written wrong in the thing, but. Um, which is just sounded great, it's great cool jazz, um, no lyrics, uh, and then but there's one called uh, by Duke Ellington called uh, "I'm Beginning to See the Light." Yeah, the one in the uh... after after seeing the Oracle, I'm beginning to see uh, while seeing the Oracle, which I thought was a cool, yeah. it, just the, just the title itself. Yeah, the lyrics don't really match up, but the title is cool. The title's cool, and it obviously is poignant for the the moment. So, yeah. And, and and then of course you have this older lady who like you know she's probably not listening to this fucking trip hop and <laughs> you know, stuff. She's, she's listening to the jazz and the old school shit so you know it fit the scene as well i don't know i think she i might she might want want to listen to drag <laughs> beautiful people the beautiful people <laughs> yeah um all right so i i just want to you know take a little break because we can we can include the music a little more on the rest of this but um uh, we also have the, uh, the scene where they come back into the lobby, the lobby fight scene. One of the so best. Morpheus is Morpheus is captured. They leave the mage. They escape, and then they get their wits together to come and attack, get them back, and save them. And then they're yeah. entering through the lobby of the building he's in, and that was cool. I mean, the, the... oh, I love the security guard. Holy shit. shit. Yeah, his face, like, actual, like, <laughs> I feel like that actor was not told what was under his, his yeah. jacket before he was oh, seen. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was dope. I mean, I, I, I even wrote my notes, like, I had to write lobby, period, fight, period, scene, period, before we started talking about this. The, the one guy that runs in, like, all the soldiers putting yeah. guns, like, freeze! It's like, really? They're gonna freeze. <laughs> <laughs> At least they said freeze. Um, if, if, if it was Will Smith, they would have just started shooting. Sorry, had to be done. Sorry, I'm sorry. <sighs> um, yeah. So dope scene. Like, I mean, the the noises that um in the background. Oh. I think they're they're state. This the scene kind of starts up with um, me uh, Morpheus getting interrogated, and then you start hearing like. G, 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 almost like Terminator, and then they come downstairs to the lobby, and like Neo's walking in, and like you see his feet first. Like I mean, just the filming, like the the, the sound effects, the music, metal detector, and then the, as you said, the the, the guards' um, reaction to it, and then the outfits they're wearing are badass, and then the music, um, which I need to name that song uh, is uh, Spy Break by the the propeller heads uh which kind of reminds me of uh that song struck by lightning from uh blade which came out the year before uh, right it's like almost the same song uh yeah i'm just everything about that scene man the fight i mean the, the choreography cartwheel shot that he does all the slow motion moves mm. in the in the I love the scene, that, uh, the, the part where uh, 
she she kicks the gun out of the dude's hand. Flips. Yeah. I was just like catches and shoots him in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, poor guys. These guys are just innocent bystanders. What the hell? Yeah. They're Uh, probably just actual humans in the matrix. They're just Yeah, now they're dead. Now they're dead. Thanks. So so is is Trinity uh Trinity and Neo villains right now? Is that what we're saying? They're murderers. Yeah. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, like Spock. You know, I don't know. The needs of the real outweigh the need the needs of the. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna free everyone in the Matrix. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, again, this goes back to Morpheus saying, you know, if they're part of the system, they're our enemy. So I guess yeah. that's the yeah. Well, plus because any agent can turn into any. Yeah. Human. Yeah. Uh, which, which is kills them probably so which is quite um another like horror kind of thing like they can turn into anybody they can show up anywhere that's some scary shit so i got a question then how come how come none of the agents came downstairs to help because they do it to morpheus i don't know i think they're all punk bitches <laughs> They could sense that they had a bomb, and they're like, "I'm not, I'm not." Yeah, that. we're good, we good, we good up here, we good up here. We got. It. You know, I feel like that's actually a very valid question, right? Why are you gonna let them come up to the top of the building just before saying, you? Like them? at least one of them go downstairs, just one, because one can can become all of them. It doesn't really matter, right? And so. you, you can't die; you can just pop up in somebody else. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Does that oh. does, are we are we, are we reducing a point? Are we taking some points off of that? Uh, no. <laughs> I just thought of that in the moment. Well, you you just lowered the points. I cut that movie. out of the podcast. <laughs> um, and then we get to the rooftop. Yeah. Which I mean, it's just continue. Call that a continuation of the scene, but like yeah. another iconic moment. How did you do? Dodge, yeah. How did you do that? And move like them. The the other really big quotable thing: the agent goes only human, and she mm-hmm. dodge this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and again, like that that whole dodge bullets thing. Like you have you have the Asian do it, but he you know it's different. He does it differently. Yep. And then you have Neo do it, and like I mean, I'm sure people like dance moves have been yeah. <laughs> inspired by that, where they're doing that slow. You know, thing and like, um, and then, but also again, the cinematography of circling around him while that's happening, um, the, yeah. the bullets, the way they do the bullets, like they're going through water trails. Um, yeah, I'm just, I just, I, I don't know how they, just the co- full concept of the film, the concept for each scene, and how they were gonna, you know, execute on all this stuff, it blows my mind. That's never, and it had never been done on film before, so. I mean, they they innovated in the industry for years to come because of that. So, um, and it was dope. It was you know, it was kind of dope. I did like the the part where uh, he's like, "Hey, can you fly that thing?" She's like, "Not yet." That's what I'm talking about. Need <laughs> that. Well, we if we are actually in the Matrix, you know. Just wait for Elon Musk to like make the Neuralink. You're gonna have a minor surgery. You put a thing in your in your skull, and there you go. You have Elon Musk right in your brain. 
They're yeah, working you know on it. Actually, I'm good. Never mind. But you know, <laughs> the, the thing the thing is, like, at, you know, when it, when shit first comes out, like, it usually is like a minor yeah. surgery. But as it gets more advanced, it gets smaller. So you can be the first person, Darren. I'll, I'll be. I'll wait. I'll wait ten yeah, years we'll, to get my we'll shit. Wait done. until I'm, like full launch. You can take the alpha. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, you're asking for it, though. That's all we're saying. Um, uh, so I had a question. I was I was never quite sure why the helicopter scene was so important. Not not when they come down to save Morpheus when they're on the roof mm-hmm. and uh, oh, know, the helicopter's crashing and like all, all Neo did was pull the rope with with Trinity on the end of it. She ain't that heavy. Yeah, but maybe it's because it was like he knew that he could like maybe a different person would have been like oh she's dead i guess she did uh so he ex- like yeah he, he was open to like he bought oh, it trinity's in there All open right. to the possibility like, that like the if, if, if she didn't if she didn't jump out he still would have been able to All right stop maybe he, that he was gonna like catch the helicopter or something okay we'll we'll, we'll go with that he's beginning to believe anyway mm. all right I'll, I'll buy that i'll buy that <clears throat> um and then we essentially get to the neo agent smith fight scene which is dope. which again <laughs> well yeah i mean not only is it like they got a brilliant dramatic actor with hugo weaving they also got him to fight Mm-hmm. Same. So, <laughs> and he looks a bit awkward, but that makes perfect sense for right. the machine, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hip to be square. That should be an Agent Smith song. That fight scene, though, <laughs> I is. think would have, like, I think that fight scene should have been the prototype for other superhero movies, man, because it was just a lot of good stuff in that. Like the just the the the, the uh, you know all the stunts all the effects for it mm-hmm. could have been you I, you could have put you know Superman and anybody in that scene and it would have been dope. Well, you speak about superhero movies, right? Like this one again, the concept of this film now it opens up like you know people are just like, yeah, like, superheroes aren't real, like, like mutants or whatever. This movie like opens up the possibility, like, okay, if we are in the Matrix, like, superheroes are real mm. and, and are possible, and this is why, right? Like, it's a, it just connects a whole lot of things. Like, Neo is a superhero, right? He can fucking fly at the end of the movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. not only that, it's like, you could do it too, which is why mm. they did, like, the jump scene for example it's like oh morpheus is jumping in between these two buildings and like neo's like oh shit i can't do that but it's like no everyone can do that if you free your mind you can do this too right that's the cooler part about it Mm. come on and so like yeah again again right at the top of the scene like the music how they get into it the fight choreography i mean i like i like i like a lot of this stuff but i really love the like neo punches and Agent Smith stops it, and he just sticks his hand out and like chokes him. <laughs> I'm like, what did you really do? That's some strong ass, like those are some strong ass fingers, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. so it, it was just a lot of cool things in there. And again, like stuff that people like 
would probably mimic, you know, after the film or yeah. quote. Um, Style. Yeah. You, you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. It is the sound of your death. Neo. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. I, you know. I feel like I say that to some people. I'm like, that is the sound of your inevitability. Just for no reason. Just for fun. <laughs> Take a drink every time Agent Smith says inevitable during the trilogy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be up there, I think. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that fight scene the, was cool. And obviously, it was important to his continuous, like, scale up towards where he you know it eventually ends the movie which is a super superhero status um but obviously that 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 um that chase scene through all the buildings which were, was um pretty dope actually it was actually really comic very cool actually the way they did that scene in all the, I mean, again we talked about like the agents like jumping into people's bodies and like even that, that Asian girl like looks up all of a sudden and her mom turns into an agent like <laughs> it was just like really fast cut and cool and um there was also and, like some really good jokes in there yep. he, like neo is running through like an old lady's house and she was in the kitchen cooking like with a knife and then he like turns around and then it's like an agent and he threw the knife like that's just, like not only was it like a really serious and like fast paced scene, but there was like jokes in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even when he starts running with the, he steals the guy's phone and she's like, Hey, Mr. Wizard, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you got my phone. And then he turns and then, um, Yeah. And, and then they end it with like, that was like surprising. I don't know if it's surprising for you. Like he just runs into 303 and like Agent Smith's there. Boom. Yeah. Um, also, not to mention the fact that uh, that room is where the whole movie began. It's where yeah. Trinity was at the mm -hmm. very beginning of the movie. And so I remember hearing that. But I forgot full it. Full yeah. circle. Yeah. Uh, it looks different in the daytime. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then we yeah. get like the that was the resurrection. <laughs> yeah. And the as you said before, like stopping bullets and jumping into Agent Smith's body, whatever that was. Overwriting, overwriting him at our computer yeah. technical term for it. He went into him and like deleted his code or something. Right. And the faces uh, of the agents, they're like Yeah. Just turn to each other and bounce. Yeah, Again, cool. bitch, yeah. bitches. Um and then seeing the code, that's the that's the dope part, right? Yeah. Like now he's like because they um he talks to Cypher earlier, like yeah, you can't really read the code. There's too much inf too much information to decipher. Like he's just like, yep, I, I got yep. it. Yeah, I got yep, it. Uh -huh. That is okay. So, and then and then like fighting Agent Smith with one hand, like that's cool. That was dope. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's like slowly looking at it, like, uh huh, yeah. Um, you want to move a little faster, buddy? Um, yeah. So like, yeah, there's so much, so much dope so, shit. And then something I will note about like the scene is that it all takes place like in the real world what's taking place is like the sentinels are attacking the ship and everything and so it's like you know you you keep bringing up questions of like oh like why didn't you know the agents come down to help or why didn't this but then it's like you know all of this scene where he like 
dies and comes back and jumps into Agent Smith. It's like, you know, uh, we're like dealing with shit out here. <laughs> like Sentinels, like coming into the ship right now. You want to like wrap it up, man? <laughs> yeah, he up. just, you know, at the end, he does it really slow when he jumps into Agent Smith and he's just like, and all the walls like expand and retract. Like, dude, stop, let's go. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck out of here. It's like um, he did a three and starts flexing as he's running down the court or something. Oh man! <laughs> uh, and so one thing I, uh, another trivia that I, I looked, I, I found was that, um, you know, the calls in the beginning of the end of the film, there's a date stamp on the phone, Trace oh. Program. Yeah. And apparently, in the first scene, it's February nineteenth, ninety eight, and at the end, it's September eighteenth, ninety nine. So we actually have a time frame of when all this happens. It's like. 19 months or something. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, so that was a cool little tidbit that I found. Okay, it was my birthday. Uh, God, always talking about himself, man. I'm always about me, man. It's always wait, 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 wait. No, you're talking about uh, September 19th? Yeah. And then three days after the opening date is my birthday. That's why we're co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> but I am the alpha. You are the omega. <laughs> Let me cut off the podcast. I'm the beginning. He is the end. Come on now. Oh, you're right. I am the end. I will be in yeah. this right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Uh. So, any favorite quotes? I feel like we we said them throughout. I mean, mine is probably definitely there is no spoon. I like I wanted to get that tattooed on me in like Japanese. He's stupid and nerdy and <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's just like question everything what it's like mind over matter sort of stuff. It's like there is no spoon is like if you if you trust that you can do this and know that the matrix is around you then you can actually like achieve the thing mm-hmm. yeah, a little more motivational than they probably intended but like you know that's it applies to my life <laughs> you know what I, I i was just looking through the quotes i wrote down and i have a clear winner what because the? anytime someone is i'm talking to someone and they're wrong or they're like oh i thought that it did i'm like you've been living in the dream world neo so <laughs> that's probably mine mm. I say that to Darren all the time. Says <laughs> it never. I've never heard him say. Um, I think I think it's dream world, Neo. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> not for everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I think I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go with. There is no spoon too. I, I to me, it was kind of an aha moment for the movie. So, so, so unoriginal. <laughs> Whatever, man. I also really like the only human dodge this. Mm-hmm. Is it's just so like stupid and how like badass it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's badass, and she, yeah. and she, she's. I mean, the actor and the character, badass. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, and, oh, so, and she. Like, yeah. He's like dodging the bullets all over the place, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like fuck you, humans, y'all can't do anything." And she's like, "Bullet to the head, get the mm-hmm. hell out of here." <laughs> yeah, and then she later on uh, becomes mm-hmm. the badass in House of Cards, right? So, she has, I don't know. Um, also, and then we throw, throw switches switch on that list because um, 
I kind of came to appreciate her saying, not like this. Mm-hmm. Not like because she was badass. She's supposed to go out guns blazing, not being well. I was thinking biggest, that is one of the biggest disappointments. It's like they had this really badass crew, and like, you know, like you know, they had all their outfits, and there was like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. And then they just all get like blood pulled. Sorry, guys. That was what I was thinking during the film is that I wanted to see, I, I wish they would do a, like a prequel with like just like APOC and Switch. Mm. Like, I feel like that would be a dope, like the Matrix, APOC, and Switch, like, yeah. their their escalades with, like, Morpheus and the Nebuchadnezzar or whatever, like, just pre, pre the Matrix. Um, thought that would have been a cool series, probably more of a series than a film. A series would be cool. A Matrix series would be dope. Yeah. Especially now, like, you know, the, the, the effects still hold up now, but, like, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's other shit we can do that would even make it better. Um, Speaking of uh, Switch... For some reason, if, if you look at the uh, the score soundtrack, the, the names of the tracks in the score, Don Davis, for some reason, put the word switch all over <laughs> the names of the tracks. For some reason, like, switch isn't even an important character in the whole thing. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> but if, uh, if Will Smith was Neo, he could have put his song switch in the soundtrack. Hey, there you go. No, okay. Darren doesn't agree. No, um, I know. So you good? <laughs> no, good. At least someone is down with it. Um, <laughs> so, a- any other what the fuck moments? I know Darren brought up one. Uh, oh, um, yeah, that whole thing with the agent puts the tracking device in Neo. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That's just. Mm-mm. I mean, first of all, yeah, no. That thing's real. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, first whenever it goes in, and again when and when it comes out, out <laughs> and you look I mean, how big it is, you're like, nah, nah. I, I, I would, I would have gotten out of that shit. Agent Smith ain't putting that shit in. Um, honestly, usually our what the fuck moments are like bad things um for me it's just the, the whole concept of this film yeah just the whole concept is like what the fuck good it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if that movie was made today like it hadn't come out in 99 it's new today like equally as mind-blowing right whenever morpheus holds up the battery mm-hmm. yeah yeah all ever all of these systems and everything that you've ever known it's just so it's you could be controlled to be this yeah, well, I love that scene where he's like, "What is the Matrix?" He has the remote, mm-hmm. turns off the TV control. Like another quote, I dig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a possibility that <laughs> I was watching this movie and I was like, "There's a possibility that Morpheus was just fucking with Neo, right?" Because in that scene where he says, "Here, here's the two pills." blue and you go back to sleep and wake up nothing will you won't even think about what happened but here's the red now you can go go down the rabbit hole but what if this is like lsd or some shit this and neo everything that happened to neo was just trip hallucination yeah um that's fucked up man because like now see if they but the thing is if they did that it's like the, the worst plot device which is like waking up from a dream at the end of the story, at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of similar. If it's a whole acid trip, then 
nothing. It just what a use, useless waste of my time, my two hours and 21 minutes. Yeah. And, and not to mention, he went and killed a bunch of people for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be horrible. And we're going to veer away from that explanation. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> All right. So we want to get to our final questions. Yeah. Mr. Jenkins. Are so we, we using our first option or our second option for this one? Uh, since we already know that the first op- the second option was part of the mo- the planes, I think we have to go with the first. first. Okay. I don't know how it's going to go, cool. but we'll see. Uh, so we are at the end of our podcast. And uh, fun questions, but nonetheless very important to our process here. And so our first question is... <clears throat> Could Tom Hanks be in this movie? If so, in what role, and would he make the movie better? Sorry, I didn't catch the end of that. You like cut out. Uh, would uh, if if he could be in the movie, what uh, what would he be, and would he make the movie better? Tom Hanks would be the Oracle. <gasps> and oh, that was my answer. Oh my and it. I mean, it wouldn't change the movie much just because he would just do the character perfectly, and you'd be like, yeah, that's a perfect choice. Tom Hanks, of course. Wow. <laughs> that's, a one. that's a good choice. I, I I said the same thing, but I didn't want to uh, deprive a black woman of her job, so I didn't want to give a white male a black woman's job. So Tom Hanks I, I, a black I, woman's job. Yeah, right for, Headline, headline in the New York Post. Maybe they can share it. Like you have the black woman do the on-screen, but then Tom Hanks does the voice. Maybe. That that adds the androgynous characters that they wanted in the film anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you got, Darren? I was going to actually say that because it's, if you're going to do this androgynous situation, then Tom Hanks could be... could be switch. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even think about yeah, with I mean with that information, yeah, yeah. they kept to that. Um yeah, possible uh, younger, you know, not not at today's Tom Hanks, a younger yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Maybe mid clear. Like, the nude like shirt with the white suit and like partly see through Tom yeah. Hanks in, in, in a white suit. Yeah. Yeah. I could see his hair. He's done it before, so you know. He's <laughs> when he played what, what was that character he played? Look like uh, Colonel Sanders. I forget what was the name of that movie. Um. Anyway, next question: Could Eric Clapton's "Tears in Heaven" be in this soundtrack, and in what scene? It would have to be ironic, maybe during the um, <laughs> the cipher scene. Uh, when he's having the steak with Agent Smith, mm. playing in the background. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I dig it. I, I wrote down it would have to be because we can. It could also be a different version, like a cover of the song or a version, like so we could have like a house version of the song at some point, maybe. <laughs> oh. But I like your explanation better. I'm going with that. He's in a rest, a classy restaurant. You know, some nice ambiance with the music. Yeah. While while they're plotting to a. Kill all our friends that we here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it fits. I don't think it's too out of place. <laughs> yeah, that no, I think that could work. 
Um, they probably didn't want to like pay the licensing fee for Eric Clapton or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, like that song is just too damn serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, they could have played it when Apoc got killed because everybody runs over to him. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they could play it there as a tongue-in-cheek moment. It just breaks into like a whole music video segment. <laughs> we get flashbacks of Apoc and Switch and, and loves and yeah, and flashbacks that we'd never seen before. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll send those suggestions over to uh, the Wachowskis to see if they uh, want to do something if with they that. They want to use it for Matrix Four. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, totally forgetting about that Matrix Four and John Wick Four coming out the same damn day. Yep. Um, okay. Um, so what are your, what, what is your favorite song on the soundtrack and what do, song do you think encompasses the, you know, the story and the, the story of the film? Uh, I mean, they kind of nailed it by making it like the into the credits song, but wake up by rage against the machine. is just like, so perfectly placed uh the baseline going into it and you know sam de la rocha like screaming at you it's just so so perfect because it's a it's literally a movie about raging the machine <laughs> and they got a song about raging as the machine to finish it out and the song is called wake up you're waking up out of the matrix it's just like too perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, if you look at some of the lyrics um going back to my question about um you know the system and all that shit um th it's a song that talks about th just that the system they bring up um martin luther king cassius clay malcolm x so it's very on point to at least what i was getting out of the film all right so yeah as far as encompassing the, the film. I agree with that one. Uh, is that your favorite song, too? Uh, while it, it might be my favorite song on it, the one song that I always, like, anytime anyone mentions, like, oh, the Matrix soundtrack, I always just think of Dragula. For some reason, Dragula's <laughs> the one that, like, keeps popping in my head every time I think of the Matrix. Uh, I, I think of the uh, the spy break from the lobby fight scene. That's that's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to give for both these questions. I do want to give honorable mention to "I'm Beginning to See the Light" because the, in that Oracle scene, yeah. like it being very different from a lot of the other music on this, being jazz and um, but also having the title having that aha moment or that like yeah. it's like wake wake that wake up moment. I think it shares the same messaging as uh, "Wake Up." Yeah, definitely. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Darren, any? Uh... Um, I actually, um, I actually have similar sayings. I mean, I, yeah, I love to um, wake up as well for the song that kind of most fits the movie. Uh, my favorite song though was um, "Dissolve Girl." I can't get that damn song out of my head. Like, and it's like, it's actually one of my, it's one of the quieter moments in the movie, but it was one of my favorite moments in the movie that just that scene where it's playing on his headphones underneath, you know, it's just, just subtle, you know, so. And again, I think that's one of the, the, a lot of the lyrics are. Yeah. 
very yeah. pertinent as well. And, and I actually like massive attacks, so there's there's that. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's raising his eyebrow. He's like, what? Wait, what? No, no. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. That's freaking great. Yeah. They did the opening for House. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's how. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it does a lot of cinematic stuff. So. They're cool. Bad. They're good. You got that next question. And our final question of the show here out of uh, from a scale of one to 10, 10 being the bestest. Um, what do you give this this film? I I can't give it a 10 because like there's just obviously like there's just too much that obviously with like the lens that we have now, but like it's it's like a a really really solid nine but like maybe if the sequels weren't so like diminishing and like the rest of the world moving on past it and like making yeah the matrix feel less good i i feel like the fact that the wachowskis made jupiter ascending <laughs> after making such a masterpiece also just brings Matrix down worse. <laughs> they shot their load um, in Matrix, that's worse. Uh, <laughs> but like as far as like influence and how much impact it had on film and style and music and aesthetic for the rest of forever, uh, I mean, that's a 10. But yeah, the movie itself has like some weird glaring errors that don't quite hold up but you know it's it's a classic mm. chris uh yeah i mean I, I hit it with a nine too um yeah i mean again I, i've said a lot of the things reason but like uh, for reasons but like the concept the execution the sound i mean the visual effects um a, a lot of the not just the soundtrack but the composition the score i really loved um um the, as i've said the writing is occasionally cheesy the acting isn't always the best but that being said my final trivia uh in 2012 the matrix was selected by the u.s library of congress for uh, preservation in the national film registry archives so if that doesn't tell you something about art artistically and how uh, the effect it's had on the people of this generation. Um, I think that's worth a nine. Wow. Impressive. Mm -hmm. um, I gave it a 9.25. And getting real specific in there. Yeah, I got because I've got because I also have like a I think I, I've given a couple movies 9.5. Um, and this is. I can't. I don't know if it's my favorite movie. It it it's, but it it is the most rewatchable movie of all of the movies I'm, I've. I would I would say like if it comes on in an hour, I will watch it again just because it's long. And I just watched the damn movie, you know. Uh, it's just so rewatchable, and there are so many 
like you said, influences on other movies and other music and other performances that this movie goes to. So I feel it, just for that, I have to give it a 2.2, you know, 0.25 more. I'm, I'm still stuck on the two nine point two. I, I give it a three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine. Three. Sorry, I just looked up high just to have just. But you couldn't joke. give it a four, man. <laughs> no, no, I could not. Shit, I look like a mathematician to you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this has been great, um, Santiago. What what's what's going on in your world? What do you have? What are you working on? What's what's? Yeah. Interesting. What's going on? Uh, I'm so something that I started doing is like I have all these little nature clips from like traveling and stuff, and then I started just putting my music on top of them and sharing them on Instagram, and then people that have been enjoying it uh, have like been like, "Whoa, this is really good!" And so now I'm like suddenly putting out an EP because I was like, "Hey, do you guys want this music?" They're like, yeah, so cool. I'm suddenly putting out an EP next month of like electronic uh, instrumental music of just like music that I just had like sitting in my hard drive that I'd made a while back or like over the past year. And so, yeah, I'm going to be putting that out uh, hopefully by the end of May. I'm still not entirely sure because it's so like spur of the moment. But like, yeah, I'm going to be putting out some music. And then I'm still working on my first singer-songwriter album. Uh, and so... That's even farther out because, as we were talking about before, making music is expensive nowadays, and uh, it's not just the music itself, but it's like all the videos and all the social media and all the promotion and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Um. So so, uh, I I just, I just I just followed you on Instagram, so I'll check those out. But um, so for for those for the music for those um videos, is this your stuff you're just producing? As because you said singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Are the the stuff of the videos like produced just digitally? Yeah, so I, I mean, I do all sorts of music. And so mm-hmm. I'm a composer, but I also like produce electronic music. I'll write songs. I'll write compositions. I'll you know, all sorts of stuff that involves music. I'm involved in every step of the process in music. I can do audio engineering. I can do songwriting. I can do production so it's like everything music i got you so <laughs> all right yeah, yeah, yeah. are are my production uh so okay mostly cool. electronic and a lot of them were actually commissioned for like instrumentalists to play but they never got played because of covid so mm. okay cool very very cool well i will check out your instagram and looking forward to your your ep man your uh your um singer-songwriter one of course as well yeah awesome thank you <laughs> oh and, and what is yeah yeah so <laughs> i just popped up on the screen so i better say something about that uh, yeah so i have a a podcast called bit depth and i talk to interesting people about deep stuff i ask intentionally really difficult and philosophical questions like what's the role of spirituality or religion in your life what's your definition of god how do you determine what good behavior is stuff like that that's like everyone has an opinion on and we can get into like some really deep topics and uh, conversations that people don't normally have and so that's been a really valuable thing i've been doing that for over five years now so 
Okay, well, I, I preemptively uh, reject your invitation to be on your podcast. It's a little too deep for me. There you go. That's fine. It's not for everyone. And and I've had some people on that, like, I'll ask these questions, and they're like, mm, I don't know. I was like, all right, well, thanks for making this awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, I, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'll listen to it, though. <laughs> Yeah, no, please. Uh, and that's that's the fun part is that like anyone can have these kinds of conversations, and everyone has spent some time thinking about these things, and so it's been really nice to hear a bunch of different people's perspectives on the world and the universe and what they do mm -hmm. and why they do it and all that sort of stuff. So it's been a really good passion project of mine. So yeah. Actually, I'm, I might be a little too deep for that shit. You know, you might not be able to grasp my shit. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, well, how about you, Darren? What's, what's coming up? Uh, but, well, got a lot of co content coming out, podcasts and stuff. I just wrapped up a week, five. I did one podcast every day this week, pretty much. Mm. Um, wrapped it up with a really good one, and we um, I did on my twelve million uh, twelve million podcast with Jasmine Horn, the uh, Grammy nominated uh, jazz vocalist. So she came on mm. on Friday, and that was cool. That'll be coming out not not this week, but soon. Um, we have we have a lot of content coming out this week for twelve million, and then um, at eight o'clock tonight. I am uh, doing another podcast for 12 million with a music composer from Africa and we'll, we'll be calling him. He's, he's in Africa. So this will be the first time I'm doing it to that continent, which will be fun. Um, you're not watching the Oscar today. I'm watching, I'm doing, Hey, I can do two things at one time. Oh, he, you ain't gonna give your full attention to your guests. That's, that's despicable. <laughs> The podcast is before the... There's no winning. I don't need to win him. I just need to turn it off. <laughs> um, You've tried. I've not been successful, my friend. Yeah. And, and, oh, useless one, what are you doing today? That's Mr. Useless One to you. <laughs> um, I, today? Oh, I'm just going to... What are you up to? When are you doing another uh, a live, a live stream? I don't know. I, I definitely have been playing my guitar a little more this week just to warm up and shit. So hopefully soon, it's gonna find the, the perfect the perfect time when I'm not super busy at work. Like for example, during the week, like sometimes I'm working late, so like I just can't schedule some shit and think I'm gonna do it. So it's probably gotta be a weekend, and you know, I'm gonna be doing the damn podcast right now. I can't do it right now. Why not? Okay. Oh, geez. should we just go right in right now, straight into the show? All right. Let's just let me get my <laughs> songs and talk yeah. about Matrix while playing guitar. I guess. There you go. I like. Play that shit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, soon. Uh, I'm actually going to be in San Fran in a couple weeks. So I don't know. Maybe next weekend I'll do it before I leave. Um. Yeah. But. That being said, you know, Darren and I do have our spin-off show, The Download 007. I just finished uh, From Russia with Love, the book. 
So yeah. I'm ready to watch the film and do the next episode, man. Yay. So I guess, you act like you don't like Bond. What's wrong with you? I, I act like it takes forever for that somebody to read a book. Mm. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Darren? It makes me feel like I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> We're gonna do a session live on air. Um, yeah. Couples counseling. I'll start mediating in case the argument yeah. gets a little too. Well, you have your 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 deep conversation podcast. So yeah, we can, do it your, we can do it in your podcast. <laughs> I am not a licensed therapist. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine you know you okay. sometimes you need to talk it out that's all <laughs> um yeah so i'm just looking forward to you know all the future uh, we have what do we have next weekend uh, uh snatch we're doing next weekend with uh avril perry yep. uh, for the downloads that's gonna be dope i'm looking forward to that because i that's a film it's another film i can watch whenever um and then hopefully you know bond 007 next episode we have our other spinoff download uh for the last dance yeah so uh i'm looking forward to episode four of that because it just keeps getting better (laughs) as you watch it um yeah so you know plenty of stuff on the horizon and i'll try and squeeze some music in there somewhere cool fantastic well santiago this was fantastic thank you so much for having thanks for suggesting this film obviously Mm -hmm. this film could have easily gone to been been this could have been a three-hour podcast, and it's almost two. Um, <laughs> but there is so much to this film, and so it's just the way it is, man. It's it is it, it's a good film. What, what else can you say? So yeah. Um, but thank you for being on the podcast, dude. You're welcome to come back anytime. When we do two and three, you have to come back. Awesome. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Perfect. Way, we have you know, we're you you'll. Uh, be able to pick up where we left off here. So sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for us. Um, everyone, please follow Santiago on Instagram at Santiago Ramones Music. Make sure you check us out on the download podcast show on Instagram. And until then, I am Darren Jenkins. And I'm Chris Saunders. And this was and there he <laughs> the download. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs>